It's the Boxed Out Podcast, episode 15. I'm Harry Worth, and as always, I'm joined by Jack McDonald. Here we are. We are here. And Harry, I must say, I think we're officially at the business end of the season. We sure as shit are. And I'm loving it. We're seeing how these teams are shaping up. Final push to the end. 16 to 18 games left. It's time to see see what every team's made of or not made of. And on that topic, um, what we're going to be going through today is I've got six teams in front of me and I'm going to put them to you. You're going to tell us what you're liking about them, whether you've got any doubts, that sort of thing, and just go from there because there are a couple of topics that are hot that we need to get off our chests to begin with. Are you ready? Yeah, we, we sure do and I am sure ready. Let's go. All right, now, this is probably the hottest topic in the basketball world right now. And I'm not talking about Ja Morant and the Grizzlies. I'm talking about the New York Knicks, baby. Yeah, what a way to lead off, man. Hottest team in the league. Nine straight as we're recording this. Wow. It's it's a thing of beauty, man. It's a thing of beauty. What are you liking? What are you liking from the Knicks? I just I just like watching them play. Um, like this, they're, they're a real fun team. They've got young guys, and Julius Randle, who once was very very scrutinized, was you know hated by his own fan. Well, I don't know about hated; it's a strong word, but he was getting booed in mm-hmm. his own home stadium last season. Uh, so to see this turnaround and to see the fan base loving it and just to see new york be good again it's it, it, it's great um championship aspirations i don't want to jump straight there but i think they have a bit of work to do before they can get to that level but in saying that they've beaten the celtics three times this year in the three games that they've played Love and it. just just recently beating them without jalen brunson it's um look it's a dangerous outfit man and if they continue to sit where they are in the fifth seed in the east it's looking like a likely matchup with the Cavs. um that could go either way it could go either way what what do you reckon about this team yeah i think um that matchup against the Cavs is probably pretty locked in um whether or not the Knicks are going to be the five seed or the four seed. I'm not too sure because they are chasing them um, hot on their tails. Um, definitely performing better than the Cavs at the moment. Although the Cavs are, you know, pulling things together a little bit at the moment. Mobley has been scoring well, but I do think that's going to be the four five matchup. Um, yeah. But like you said, that game against the Celtics the other day in double, double overtime. Um, I think we had a cool 30 from RJ Barrett. Um, just a cool, cool 30. Emmanuel quickly, quickest player, most dynamic player out on the floor that game, 39 points. Randall, like you said, he has been good. Um, yeah, it was that, that game winner against the heat that he had was, that was crazy. It was terrible. It was the most Julius Randall game winner ever, where it just looks like he's ball hogging and going to fire up a terrible shot, which he did, except it went in. Um, he had a similar play at the end of regulation, I think it was, or it might've been the first overtime in that game against the Celtics where he decided to start backing 
back and down from the three-point line, um, which again resulted in a, a not-so-nice-looking leaner. Um, but yeah, he actually has been good. Um, the last 15 games, Julius Randle putting up 27.7 points, nine rebounds, four and a half assists on good efficiency. Um, I know we were having a bit we joke about his performance in the three-point contest, but you know, he's at about 38, 39%, which is respectable. Um, yep. especially for, for a big man that, you know, can take you off the dribble. Um, but yeah, I think Jalen Brunson is the story. Um, I know he's missed a couple games, but him on the last 15 games, um, 28.6 points, four rebounds, six assists, 43% from the three-point line and 54% field goal, which is real impressive for someone so small and shifty and, you know, like he did take a wee while, I think, to fit into the system, but he's looking bloody awesome. Um, They've got two guys that can take over a game, which I think is really important. Um, I don't think Quickly's in that category yet. But like you said, danger time for the Celtics if they match up. Yeah. Well, I look, man, like the num the numbers aren't lying. Like we know we have this perception of the Knicks because of the last few years, but right now, since January, they're fourth in the league in offensive rating. And it shows when you watch them because they have those two guys. They have Randall mm-hmm. and Brunson, both very dynamic players. But then they have quickly coming in off the bench as a six man and doing exactly what you want from a six man. You know, the career high the other night, that just shows what he can do when he gets more minutes. But he's perfect to come off the bench and take on these second units. And then you have Josh Hart. They oh. haven't lost. They haven't lost since they acquired him. Oh, they haven't lost, you know. And then they've got Mitchell Robinson, who's come back and is just what you need from a center. It's you know, and Quinton Grimes, he's a modern NBA player. He can, he's great mm. off the dribble, shooting threes, can spot up whatever you need him to do. He can do it. They got a squad, man. They got a squad. Yeah. What do you think they need? Because I, I mean, like they're. They've gone from sort of like, you know, we were critiquing them early in the season by calling them average, which they were at that time, but they've gone from sort of hovering around that play-in spot to now sort of being in that second tier in the East. And I think that that second tier, you know, is the Cavs, um, the Knicks, and probably Miami at this stage. Um, what do you think it's going to take for the Knicks to make the jump up to that that next tier? Because for me, I really struggle to see Julius Randle making like yet another improvement, another jump to be on the um, Giannis, Tatum, Embiid sort of level. Um, but he can definitely be a two. Um, do you see Jalen Brunson making that jump or do you think that's going to come from help elsewhere? Uh, yeah, you, you said exactly what I wanted to say there. Um, my doubts would be Randall is as good as, as he has been. Um, and you know, he's performing as a number one option. There are concerns there just because we've seen it before and we've seen it repeatedly 
before. Um, I do think they need something else. They need something more. And Brunson, you know, he he can't do it all on his own, as good as he is and as good as he's Mm. shown to be as pretty much a top option here in New York. The answer... I don't think the answer's coming this year. Um, I just don't. I think Mm. there are too many quality teams above them. Not to say they're bad. I just think the competition is better. Um, But I don't want to keep beating on this drum, but they could have had this exact team plus Donovan Mitchell. Mm -hmm. And we know Donovan Mitchell, when it comes to crunch time, he doesn't back down. No. He does not back down. In the playoffs... Even when he should sometimes, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, man, he loves the moment. He loves to be great. Can't take that away from him. But someone like that... I mean, obviously, he'd make any team better. But he could transform this team from that second tier in the East all the way up into that top, top stratosphere up there. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What what do you reckon? Do you have answers? Yeah, well, the next faithful close to me in my life, uh, very adamant that like the first step was um, getting that second guy being Brunson around Randall and then building um, to make the big trade. Um, I've got no idea who it could be. I think it's really tricky at this stage. Like, do we, do we have a disgruntled Paul George or Kawhi Leonard after this season or, or something like that? Because, you know, they've got RJ and quickly, um, and the picks, um, I mean, you're not going to sell me on Obi Toppin being of much value, but you know, it, they're going to have the decision decision of whether they, you know, move some of those assets that have added such value to the team, um, in acquiring a big star, um, or sort of continuing to build. And yeah, I, I do think they need something, um, mm. but we'll we'll see what it is. I, I'm just keen to see them in the playoffs, um. I do think they need, you know, to, to have a successful playoff series um, this year just to cont- continue the momentum. The last time they mm. made the playoffs when Randall was this good, um, it did not go well. Um, Trey Young acquired a substantial stake in the team during that series and <laughs> and they... Rent-free as well. Uh, yeah, rent-free. rent-free and, um, you know, it's, it's taken them a season to recover. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. exciting stuff. Um, you know, but the basketball world is, is better when the Knicks are good. And, you know, um, I'm saying this now, um, you know, in the business end of the season, the Knicks are good. Yeah. Well, they are, they are. And just quickly before we hop off the Knicks, looking at, looking above them, if they beat the Cavs in a first round series, would that surprise you? No. And what about if they beat the 76ers in a first round series? I do think that would surprise me a little bit more. Um, but do you, do you see the pathway there? Yeah, I mean, of, of course I can see Mitchell Robinson frustrating the hell out of Joel Embiid, hard and clanking like he always does in the big moments. Yeah. And the 76ers becoming a lot more frustrated because, I mean, I think Philly probably have the most to lose um out of those teams in the east mm. um just just because 
you know, they really have gone all in on these two guys and both of them have fallen short before. There's going to be a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. And, you know, facing a team like the Knicks that are just running around, scrambling, Josh Hart's taunting you. Tibbs is on the sideline with his yeah. great hairdo. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could you could see it getting ugly. You could really see it getting definitely. ugly. And you could see the Knicks bringing it. Oh, they're scrappy. And the fans will come out like all the, I reckon all the like New York natives that live in Philly, they'll come out or and live in Cleveland. Like they'll reappear when they've got something to cheer for. Yeah. And then, I mean, Celtics, I said it before. Yep. That, I mean, there are signs there, man. There are signs there that the, the Knicks could be the Celtics bogey team. Yeah. I mean, the heat, uh, the heat also. The mm. Celtics, you know, are in danger facing Miami round one at the moment, which, um, oh, be a good series. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Now, moving on um, to the second hottest topic um, in the league right now, the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, there's been a lot to like there for most of the season, but this has been quite negative what's come out lately. Um, what are your thoughts there? Are the doubts doubts overshadowing what you've liked so far? Look, I have I have been a massive fan of the Grizzlies. I, I loved what they did last year, and I don't think they got the respect they deserved last year. Um, they really, really brought it to the Warriors um and made it like made it a good entertaining series and they were very chirpy very very chirpy very 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 chirpy yes and that is where it started to turn for them Mm -hmm. not so much internally but the fan perception of them started to flip a bit and from that moment on, it's only gotten worse and worse and worse for them. Since where people the Shannon are, Sharp night. Well, that's, I mean, that's, it's culminated in that to where from that moment on, they have not been great. They were at that point tied number one in the West. Mm-hmm. They've fallen off a bit. Stephen Adams, who is integral to this team, has been injured. They've just had Brandon Clark tear his Achilles out for the season they've had Dylan Brooks get suspended now for getting too many technicals (laughs) so every second technical he gets from now on is a game suspension and then we I mean we can't we can't go without talking about this but Jar has hurt this team with his actions What's he and, done? Explain, explain for well, us. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll let everyone know. So, Jai has been in, involved in a few incidents recently that have culminated in him being suspended by the league and stepping away from the team indefinitely. We'll see where that goes, but pretty much what's happened is it started off in a game, well, post a game against the Pacers where reportedly... He was in an argument with Andrew Nemhard, and there were reports that there were there was a laser pointed towards the Pacers team bus, which 
I think was assumed to be the laser on a gun. Mm-hmm. I think the league has investigated it, said there was nothing there, no gun, but still not what you want to hear. Nope. After an argument with a rookie. Next up, um, the story comes out that over the summer he hosted a party at his at his place where he's got a basketball court and got into an altercation with a 17-year-old, um, punched, uh, allegedly punched the 17-year-old multiple times, went back inside and had a noticeable gun outline in his waistband. Those are the reports. There are also reports saying that the 17-year-old started it and it was in self-defense. Anyway, another story that's yeah, not Yeah, I think there look. were also reports from saying that the 17 year old was threatening to shoot everyone at the party too yeah an an absolute mess an absolute mess of a situation big time big time but still from your star point guard who's one of the top five most popular players in the league don't want to see it next we have um Allegedly, once again, his mum uh, was in a mall and said that a security guard was harassing her. Something to that effect. And he brought himself and nine other of his <laughs> friends to confront the security guard. Silly stuff, really. Um, and then this suspension finally came after losing a game against the Denver Nuggets in Denver, going on Instagram Live and flashing a pistol on his Instagram Live. Um, and then from there, questions popped up about, did he, is this his gun? Did he take it on the team plane? Because that... Because yeah, it was at a like, club, eh? It was at a club. Yeah, like it, was, it was at a club, nightclub after the game, went live on Instagram, flashed the pistol, <laughs> whatever. It, I mean, it's... Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ban him and refuse to talk about him because of this stuff, but it's silly. Um and I don't I think the thing that hasn't been I haven't seen it mentioned really much by people, but there is a massive, massive suspension for carrying a gun on a team plane. Mm, fifty so games. That's, eh? Yeah, fifty games. So if he if that's his gun that he's taken with him, that is that that's different. Like that, <laughs> that's a whole nother level. But anyway, right now he's in this situation where obviously he needs to make some changes to an extent and the Grizzlies can't, you know, play like a second seed team with him. I don't know, acting in yeah. this way, uh, being irresponsible you know, there are, there are bigger things to worry about here. So yeah, that's the situation right now. He got suspended for two games, but he's announced that he's taking time off indefinitely. Um, Nike's still backing him. Powerade's still backing him. It's, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's, it's just a culmination of things all adding together to create this. And yeah, it is, I mean, as small as these things are and, you know, it's not, I don't know. It, I, I'm trying to like dance around this in a nice way, but um, it's stupid, but it's not a major, major story where he's going to be banned 
for life or anything. It's just not what you need from your star player on a team with championship hopes. Uh, mm. Yeah, I think enough it's, for me. I think it's a troublesome trend. That's that's where the problem lies for me. Obviously, he shouldn't be doing any of this stuff, especially not you know in such public fashions. Um, and all of that, but it's the trend. Whether or not it's true, I mean, lots of those things are allegations. We don't know whether they are true or not. Um, yeah. But his name shouldn't be repeatedly in the headlines for things of this nature. Um, he's too important to this team. His life is too important. You know, like you just don't want to throw it away. Um, yeah. And we, we repeatedly and- hear like, he needs to tighten his circle. But behind all that, there needs to be a few people that have his ear that can tell him to pull his head in and he's going to listen. Because, like, you are, like, almost... Being in the public like this, people are always going to be looking to tear you down. And what you need to do is not not give them any reason to tear you down. Like, look, you know, like, look at some of the more esteemed players, you know, that have gone unscathed. It's because they've got a team around them. Um, and he's young, he's going to make mistakes. I get it, but it's a really worrying trend. And I think it is important to note that he's taken this leave, whether that was by him or the coach or his manager or his mum for crying out loud, whoever it was, like, I hope he takes this time to sort of reflect, figure out what's important to him, figure out where those bad, um, influences are and weed them out because like i've seen videos of him in public that are awesome you know like tipping servers and all that sort of stuff like i don't think he's a bad person but too important to um go through this sort of thing on a regular basis totally totally and as much as this is about the season for the grizzlies there is a bigger implication here as, mm. as you're sort of saying, and not, you know, not just for him. Cause I mean, it's his own life and I'm sure he understands to an extent what's at stake here, but for the league as well for the league. Cause yeah. you think, you think back, well, how long ago, how long ago were the playoffs last year? Eight months, six mm. months, whenever that was, he was dropping 40 points against one of the most popular teams in the league, bringing it to them in the playoffs. And he has just skyrocketed in popularity up there in Jersey sales, up there in Instagram followers. Like it's, and the league is promoting him as the next American guy to an extent. Like he's up there with Tatum as being the next American superstar, you know? Mm-hmm. And for the league, for a guy that you've invested so much in and is almost the guy to come after LeBron in terms of popularity, you, you do not want to see this. You do not want to see this at all. No. no. But, hey, he makes all this money. Um, hopefully he can pay the right people to give him the right advice. Um And, you know, he's got all the tools and every chance to, you know, start making the right decisions and educate himself and learn why, um, you know, these sort of storylines just aren't beneficial to him or his team. 
yeah or the league yeah. like you said but yeah we'll, totally. we'll stay tuned um i mean just quickly on the court like let's talk on the court for a second yep they're good they're really good desmond bain has taken an, a leap this year he's really good jaron jackson favorite for defensive player of the year this is a good squad they were on pace to to just clean up and be the second seed in the west even the first seed at one point mm. but steven adams needs to come back soon because he gives so much to this team losing brandon clark is massive is yep. absolutely massive for them because he can fill in as a center next to jaron jackson it's um as much as the on-court stuff uh off-court stuff impacts my thoughts on the grizzlies on court they've got all the makings there to be a western conference finals team but they just need a few things to go right for them to get there in my opinion yeah i i think they also like have the makings to be a first round exit as well like uh, I, I, yeah. I don't know just like they could, because they're so erratic and young and like just the way that this is shaping up right now like you know we could have dallas or the clippers or whoever in that seven spot you know presumably it's presuming they end up at seven and you know like you could have the young erratic grizzlies facing uh you know older more mature um team even though both of those teams do have their own issues of their own um but yeah i i don't know it's it's going to be interesting for sure but like you said it's the long game it's the long game on the court as well as off the court and they're building for something bigger. Um, yeah. They don't want to, you know, like they don't need to win this year. They, they're they looking at, you know, three titles in the next eight years or what it, whatever it is. That's, that's what they're aiming for. Yeah, definitely. And playoff seeding is going to be a massive thing. Uh, that's, yeah. yep. I think that's what it's going to come down to for this season individually for them. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, sticking with the West, um, this is a positive note. Um, the Phoenix Suns, what are you liking from the Phoenix Suns and do you have any doubts? Kevin Durant, full stop. That's what I like. <laughs> I like it too. KD, KD on your team, sky's the limit, man. Sky's the limit. He's only played a couple of games and geez, he has not missed a beat. He's barely um, missed a bloody shot in the three games he played he's shooting 68 and a half percent from the field in in the three games he's played is he the most versatile player of all time most malleable star i i reckon could like could you put him i think you could put him on any roster no matter how much talent they have and he would fit in yeah he just he's a bucket getter and he's efficient and like yeah, like he's had 20 points, 23 points, 37 points. I think one game he was like 7 of 10 from the field. Barely took any shots, but still still got to 20 points. Just, you know, quietly doing his, doing his thing. And then, you know, the next game they need him and he's dropping 37 on 70% field goal percentage. It's just, it's insane. Hey. He's so smooth. Um, the way he gets his shots, it's just, it's lovely to see. And Chris I, Paul is yeah. having a good time right now. He does not need to shoot the ball at all anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's his dream, man. Oh. All, he, all he has to do is dime it up, 
and yep. play a bit of defense. There we go. Um, okay, no, obviously KD helps. We know that. Um, we said that. That's everyone who knows anything about KD knows that. But what I am liking about this team is Devin Booker. There, there was a there was a few murmurs about how are these guys going to split up the shots and should should KD be taking more shots than Devin Booker? Nah, nah. Booker's good, man. Booker's real good, and he's he's kept it up with with KD on his team, outscoring him some nights. It's mm. it's dangerous when Booker's in this form. And that win against the Mavs was huge for them. Seeding-wise and, I think, confidence-wise, that was a massive win for them. I think, like, with KD sharing shots, right? Like, first of all, he had to share shots with Russ for way too long, which is difficult enough. Then going to the Warriors, like, you know, Steph still got his shots. Clay still got his shots. He's, you know, proven to succeed and be efficient and be effective on less shots um, and still find ways to get shots of his own. And I I just don't think Booker or KD are going to need to sacrifice at all. Those shots are going to come from Josh Okoji or whoever else. Chris Paul, he doesn't want to shoot. It's going to come from those wing players, the bench players, guys like that. Um, and, yeah. you know, to be honest, like the only floor I have against KD really is Sometimes I think he needs to shoot more. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, why did he only take ten shots? He he should never take ten shots only. Like, yeah. But no, I mean, I I was just then I was sort of thinking like they. I think this team is going to be incredibly motivated. Ob- obviously, oh. they're going to be motivated, but. Thinking about individually their top four players, KD, I mean, he's he's pushing top fifteen all time, right? But people don't don't count his rings. Yeah. yeah. Because he went to he went to a team with another star. I think that's bullshit, by the way. But people don't count his rings and he's always, always had people chirping online saying yep. he's not this, he's not that. So he's He's keen to prove them wrong. He's he's getting up there in age now, but geez, he's as good as ever. And he would love he would love another Finals MVP mm-hmm. just to shut those people up. Then you got Booker, who has been on some of the worst teams in history. Yeah, stayed in Phoenix, has been talking smack the whole time, and now after getting their run to the finals, everyone loved the Suns then. But then the year after, with the Mavs, that whole thing, losing in seven, a lot of people flipped their perception on Booker, and he's now the dude who only talks when he's up. And he's been talking doesn't his like whole double career. teams in training. Yeah. I mean, that that you know, that would get to you, man. So he's he is, you know He's gotten rid he, of the Kardashian he, curse and he is ready to go. Yeah. Chris Paul. We know his story. Never won a ring. Yep, we know. And it's it is what it is. He's yep. he's motivated. He needs it as the cap to his career for sure. Yeah. And then I think Aiton as well. Number one, almost getting let go of by the team at the start of the season <laughs> yep. to go to the Pacers. 
<laughs> at, at the last minute, the sons come in and offer him the extension. I mean, the Nets didn't and, even want him yeah. in the trade for KD. Yeah. And then another another part of this is he was the number one pick. Over Luca. Over Luca. Over Luca. You think that keeps you up at night, man? Hearing all these people say, I how did the Suns not take Luca? How did they not do it? I get they had Booker, but Luca could have played next to Booker. And Aiden's sitting there like Hello, I'm here. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm a good player, you know? I think that they've got to make the makings here assuming health of a massive run I, yeah. that, I don't think that's no. very bold no. to say either no. but i agree yeah. and what's i think special about it is phoenix have had some good people play for them you know charles barkley played most of his career there or you know a good portion of it um yeah steve nash won two mvps there they they had Shaq at one point you know like all these big name mega stars but none of them ever brought a ring um yeah to phoenix but you know this combination of of players like you said they're motivated and yeah they're going to be hungry for it it'll be real interesting because they're in fourth right now um one if they stay in fourth because they're a few games behind sacramento for three um having a phoenix versus golden state first round at the four five that would be magical that would be amazing man Mm. and then if they get through that play one of the hottest teams in the league in denver that's that's it'll be a rough start for them but i wouldn't i would not be betting against them eh? yeah no well you probably will be betting against them but (laughs) (laughs) i mean if they make it against the nuggets then technically i already am betting against them because i got money on the notes to win the chip uh (laughs) but yeah well there we go but um segueing over to the warriors um steph curry is back um, he was hurt for quite a while, missed a lot of games. Um, are we liking the Warriors? Do, do you think they're going to fix things or are the doubts creeping in? There are certainly doubts there. Mm. There are certainly doubts. Um, I'm just going to preface this by saying they're the reigning champions and they need at least some level of respect. Yep. But... There are doubts and those doubts come from their bench and those doubts come from their defense. And their health, surely. Bit of health. Yeah. We haven't seen Gotta much have Wiggins. Some health chat. Haven't seen much Wiggins lately. I think he's been away for personal reasons, but mm. But he's missed a lot of the season. Yeah. Well in general. Yeah. With with health comes chemistry. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I I think similarly similarly to the Grizzlies, it's going to depend on their playoff matchup. Mm. Um, I mean, like we were just saying, if they get the Suns, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But if they get the Kings, that gives them more room to work with. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Going from a top defense last year to what they have this year, their road record, they've had seven wins on the road all season. Yep. Um, there are a lot of doubts there. There certainly are, but I'm going to give them a bit of leeway just because of their pedigree. Um, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think if any team can turn it on for a seven-game series, it's these guys, um, especially if their health comes around when they need it. Um, Clay Thompson, 
very slow start to the season, but the last 15 games, he's putting up 25 points, four rebounds, three assists on 44% from three on just under 12 attempts. Like mm. this guy is back. He's just as good as he ever was on offense, at least. Um, he's had two games of 12 three-pointers made in that stretch. Um, he's looking good. Jordan Poole is always going to be Jordan Poole. I don't think he's going to change. Um, you're going to get the good and you're going to get the bad. Um, Draymond has openly said that he basically doesn't try unless they have their their players. Like, you know, like, they're, like more or less that's sort of what he's said. Um, and so... Yeah, you know, it just wouldn't surprise me. They've done it for so long, you know that that core group, um, the core five with Looney there and Wiggins, or whether you bring in Iggy or Paul, like these guys, like most of them have played together for so many years now that, um, yeah, if a sw- if a team can flick a switch, it's going to be them. Um, yeah, and um, I yeah, not not supremely confident, but. Yeah, yeah. I still like them over any team. I think, other than the, like convincingly, any team other than the Nuggets and the Suns, to be honest. Mm. Um, and until until they get beaten, I think that's the way it has to be. Yep, that's yeah, exactly right there, man. Now the last two teams that we were going to talk about, they had a absolute mammoth of a game against each other. Two teams in the East, the Sixers and the Bucks. We're going to start with the Sixers. What are we liking from the Sixers and what are our doubts? I like their talent and I like what Joel Embiid is becoming. I like Harden being Harden without the extreme volume. Um, And I like them starting maxi again um okay it's maxi and harden as a backcourt gives you defensive issues that's 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 no that's no secret there um but as a team they are they have picked it up and i think they're going to finish in third I think yeah. they're going to stick there. They're not going to be moving up. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll be moving down. Sticking in third. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I, I like what they're doing. I think the Celtics and the Bucks are a slight step above them. Um, but from where they were at the start of the season to now, I think you've, you've got to respect it at least, at least a bit. Um, but then doubts is, You've got Embiid and Harden, who are known for not showing up in the moment, um, and that that's just going to be the way I think about them until that changes. Um, yeah, I, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think it's a big confidence booster for them to beat Milwaukee the other other day. I think Milwaukee was mm. on the sixteen game winning streak heading into that game, um, and yeah, they got they got the better of them. Um, wasn't convincing, but Harden was looking real good in the fourth quarter there. Um, real aggressive scoring, um, driving to the rim, looking to score, which was nice to see again. And then Harden again today, 20 assists against mm. the Pacers. Um, 
incredible, absolutely incredible. But I, I think we're, yeah, I've got the same doubts as you. And I think also they could be in for a real tough matchup if they're the three seed because we're all expecting Brooklyn, who are currently in six, to drop down. And if Miami take that six seed spot, that's going to be an absolute hell of a series. Um, bit of a theme, I think, from us on this podcast that we just think whoever ends up facing Miami is going to be in for a hell of a series. And it's, I mean, yeah. it's because they're, they're gritty, they're grindy. Jimmy Butler just turns into a completely different player in the playoffs and he has done for the last three seasons. So mm. we expect that from them. We all know that Eric Spolstra, the coach, is runs an absolute clinic um, in the playoffs, dissecting teams. Um, his tactics are, you know, some of the best there are. Um, but as far as yeah, the actual 76ers go, like things seem to be, you know, working for them. They've got quite an edgy, edgy defense. They do have players that, you know, can cover up for the Harden and Maxi. Um, defensive woes but i mean i just like to see harden move off the ball still a bit more but it's kind of like russ at this stage you know like they're not going to change they yeah, are who they are yeah 100 mm, man yeah it's yeah that i mean the heat the heat they could just get flat out out coached in that series yeah like <laughs> you, mean, you mean they could flat out out coach them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. from the heat yeah yeah, yeah. um I mean, Doc, Doc, Rivers. Doc Rivers isn't Doc known Rivers. for his playoff, playoff coaching, is he? Not known for his plays. If it's a tight game, God. <laughs> yeah, they're they're going to need to be winning by 20 or they're not winning at all. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. no. Doc doesn't even no. have any working whiteboard markers. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that 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 that's a problem. It, it has to it, be addressed. It really is, especially with Harden and Embiid, you know, like... I don't know. Yeah. It's it's tricky. But we'll we'll see. But yeah, they are very talented. Um and yeah, it's it's time for them to prove it. Uh the Bucks. Um mm. we mentioned their sixteen game winning streak. We mentioned their loss to Philly. Um seeing anything else you like from the Bucks or anything that you're doubting at the moment? I like everything. Except there are two things <laughs> that give me doubts. I like everything apart from A, B, C, and D. <laughs> well, Chris Middleton has not been good. No. He has been injured, but he has come back and he's had a bit of time and there's been nothing so far. Yeah, just sticking with that, Chris Middleton, he's played 21 games. He's averaging 13.2 points. Four rebounds, four assists, and building houses out there at twenty nine percent from three. Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah, he's meant to be the you know, Giannis's Robin to his mm -hmm. Batman. Um, you you need him to be able to score and to play make a bit and to be a good defender because he always has been. It's worrying. Um, obviously he's got time. Um. Yep. And that's, I mean, I hate to keep saying it, but we have to wait and see with him. We really do because yeah. he needs those in-game reps. But even without him playing well, they went on the biggest win streak of the season. Mm -hmm. They 
took the number one seed by the horns and now it would would not surprise me if they just carry on as the one seed the whole way mm. um drew's been then, insane eh? he's been drew, so good. like we did <laughs> i when we did our all-star stuff i yeah. did say drew like what's drew doing there okay i now know what drew is doing there he's yeah. good um yeah 20 points five That's... rebounds seven assists over his last 15 but it's more than that eh? like he steps up in the big moments when they need him he's there um and just to sort of like fire back on that chris middleton piece there like yes he's been bad but i'm not worried about him working his way into the the team in the same way you know some other with some other players just because like he's been there for so long it's you know like if kd was struggling right now it's like oh you know new team need to figure it out but like chris middleton's been there for like what like seven or eight years you know like they Mm. know how each other play that hasn't changed they haven't made any super major additions like besides jay crowder and goran dragic which was a bit bit (laughs) weird but um like yeah I just think like if if he's healthy healthy and working his way back, um, like the chemistry factor isn't going to be a worry. Um, no. And sometimes the Bucks just go out and they they're like, we're going to give Chris Middleton thirty shots tonight, and like I fully expect to see a couple of those games down the stretch. To be honest, like they're going to rest Giannis. It's going to be they're going to be facing the Pistons or the Magic, and Chris Middleton's going to shoot it shoot it twenty seven times and you know, until he sees five go in in a row and then that's it. You know, the Warriors do it with Clay Thompson all the time. Yeah, what I was just going to say, Clay Thompson is an example of a guy who has started off rough, gotten back into it. Someone like Jamal Murray as well. Similar similar situations where they know the system, but just need to find their shot yeah. pretty Jamal's much. Jamal's probably like a tier below Middleton and Clay, like in terms of actual talent though. So I'm not too sure like how comparable they are but i'm just not even going to respond <laughs> to that one it is what it is but like Giannis has been otherworldly as per usual 30 32.6 points 12 rebounds six assists over his last 15 like he is probably gonna win mvp probably oh oh I, we'll save we'll save the mvp chat. that's right we'll do you chat. want this episode to be two hours long because you're starting a conversation right yeah there. i remember the last time you did a nuggets ramble yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll wait wait a couple of weeks i need to recharge yeah i mean on Giannis, this was my only other concern is the free throw shooting because that mm. it's a small small part but it's it comes at crucial times yeah and it can come when it's very high stakes Mm. right now he's shooting 65 percent which would be the second worst percentage in a season for his career damn did you see he was 16 of 18 the other day i did not yeah but he i mean he did that in the finals yeah i know in in the elimination (laughs) game like this yeah this is why it's not a big doubt because he he's done that before um but yeah, that's the only other thing for me is he's not he's not shooting his best this year. But outside of that, it's everything is clicking for him. He's he's scoring more points than minutes he's playing right now. That's yuck. It's, well, not not for the season, but in his yeah, recent stretch, yeah. it's 
it's yeah. it's insane bro and i think when you have someone that talented he can just he could carry you just all the way through yep all the way through yep um so yeah i th- i did have the celtics as the favorites very recently but i i gotta give it to the bucks i think they should be title favorites right now with room to grow with chris middleton mm. yeah i mean i don't think that's super bold especially when you've got you know the upcoming mvp on your team as well but um that just about wraps us up for this episode um been good to just go a bit more in depth with a few of these teams it's always dangerous when we talk about the knicks because some of our biggest critics are knicks fans and um you know we only hope that we can do it justice but yeah hopefully we've done that um but we'll see you guys next week um five stars wherever you're listening like us on instagram at boxed out pod and we may have some news coming in the next week um as to other social media platforms but stay tuned for that exciting stuff guys and uh, hey i've heard people say that they didn't know we had an instagram you're obviously not listening far enough through if you got to this point go give us a follow on the gram at boxed out pod we'll see you next week goodbye